Welcome to That Fat Author, a podcast journey through the creation of a novel. Each week, we'll check in with author Jessica Jones as she tells us about the trials, tribulations, and successes of writing a new work of fiction. Welcome to another episode of That Fat Author. I'm your host, Corey Munson, and I'm joined as I am every week by Jessica Jones. Hello! So Jessica, tell us what you've been up to this week. This week I was really busy with work, so unfortunately I didn't get a lot of writing done. But I decided that I would contact the agent that has my full manuscript of Becoming Dylan just to see where she's at with it. So... I'm really looking forward to hearing from her. It'll be probably a week on Wednesday since I emailed her. So hopefully, fingers crossed, she'll get back with good news, but we'll see. Tell us what you learned about yourself this week. What I learned about myself this week is what do I really want to do with my life? What are kind of my goals? And I really like the place that I work at now, but every day I do data entry and I like doing data entry, but there's only so much of it you can do before you're burnt out. I don't know, one day this week, as I was tapping away at the computer, I just thought, you know, what what do I see myself doing? What do I want to do in five years? And honestly, probably like a lot of you out there, I want to write. I want to write full time. Whether that means having a job where I'm copywriting or you know, writing novels full time. I I just, I miss it. I miss having a creative job, doing creative things every day. So that's kind of something that I, I'm going to strive for at least for a short term goal within, you know, three to five years, maybe. And that's, that's kind of what I learned about myself this week. Now this week, we've got a special guest coming up, and we're going to actually take a break from our regular programming and Listen to an interview I conducted with Dr. David Chapman in just a minute. I want to apologize for the audio quality of this interview. We're still trying to figure out some of the best practices as we experiment with this podcasting thing. So enjoy this interview, and we'll be back afterwards. joined by a special guest this week. Dr. David Chapman uh, received his PhD in mathematics from Louisiana State University. In addition to his academic work, he is also a connoisseur of time travel in pop culture, which is what we're here to talk about today. Well, thank you for joining us, Dr. Chapman. It's a pleasure. And uh, please, uh, being such a Back to the Future fan, call me Doc. (laughs) Fair enough. So, yeah, so kind of but uh, like you said, you, you're bringing me in to kind of give a, a robust spectrum of what the time travel movies, what time travel movies are like. I kind of, if, if you imagine one of these squares where you have across the, a four by four grid, and across the top you have alternate timeline, no alternate timeline, and along the side you have moving through time, not moving through time. Right? You follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. So. So on the top left corner, you have alternate timeline and moving through time. That's Back to the Future, right? So there are alternate timelines that happen, uh, and, you know, Marty meets copies of himself. You know, old Biff is giving the book to young Biff. These are, it's all sorts of 
moving through time and causing alternate timelines to happen. Um, then below that, you have don't move through time and having alternate timelines. That would be, um, in a sense, I, I think that, uh, that what's happening in the Groundhog Day movie is that it's basically Bill Murray's reliving the same day, but he has broader knowledge of what's going on, right? So there's no way that Bill Murray could actually meet himself in the Groundhog Day universe. You follow what I'm saying there? He, he is the constant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's the constant. So he's backing up and moving forward. And you're seeing, okay, what would happen if, you know, if you talk to this person on the day, what would happen if you talk to that person on the day? Um, uh, then you go to the far upper right-hand corner. You have, you're moving through time, but there are no alternative timelines. This is, and, uh, and this is not really a spoiler because it's mentioned in the first about 10 or 15 minutes of the movie. And I picked this one because of it. But have you seen yet the Time Traveler's Wife? No, I have not. You have not. So there is a quote that's made by the Time Traveler's Wife. And, you, well, and part of it is in the title itself, right? The Time Traveler's Wife. This woman is going to marry the Time Traveler. You know, otherwise the title would be a false title. But there's a, a character of Gomez played by uh, Shirapa's native Ron, Ron Livingston who says to the Time Traveler's Wife, she's single at this point, you need to stay away from him. He's dangerous. And, and, and she looks at him and says... But it's already happened. I couldn't change it if I wanted to. Right? So, in a sense, there is only one timeline. You, you follow what I'm saying? There's only a single timeline, but the time traveler is moving forward and backward and meeting copies of himself. Um, and, uh, but the fact is, he can't actually change any events because, because they've already happened in his past or, or not. Okay. Um, uh, and then, of course, the remaining square is a boring movie that is not a time travel movie. <laughs> and you can pick any movie to fit in that square because nobody moves through time and there are no alternative timelines. Um, but, uh, but that's kind of the breakdown of the, at least as I'm seeing it. Do you, do you think that's a good assessment of the way that time travel can work? Sounds like a reasonable argument in in movie culture. Well, I, okay, I, actually, let me let me let me bring this up right now. I I think there is kind of a spectrum um, of time travel movies, um, and then kind of the the two extremes I see. Uh, the one is is um, uh, have you seen um, uh, Peggy Sue got married? Have you heard about that one? No. Well, actually, actually, it's really quite interesting because it's it sounds a whole lot like the book that Jess is writing. Uh, uh, the, the only difference is it's it, it's um it's a single character. It's a woman who comes to her high school reunion and and she gets bumped on the head and she goes back to her her high school years and kind of is you know would you have lived the life that you chose? You know would you would you have have you know gone back and changed things if you if you knew then what you knew now. Would you, would you go back and change that? And uh, that's kind of the one end of the spectrum. And it's just a single person. It's just their single life. How would you change things if you knew what if you knew then what you know now? 
The other kind of end of the spectrum is is a movie I actually showed you uh, when you came to visit me in Valpo uh, a couple of years ago, and that was the movie Primer. Do you remember that movie? It was the two guys who built a time machine in the storage garage. Yes, exactly. And that is kind of like the ultimate extreme of a time travel movie, in my, in my opinion, because... I think there are at least nine alternate timelines that happen over the course of an hour and a half of movie <laughs> in that uh, short film. And part of it is, I think it's, uh, it's amazing because it was a, it, it's an independent film made on a shoestring budget. And I think it's amazing how much any, you know, up there time travel stuff they're able to put fit into an hour and a half. But I kind of say that in that, um, so those are kind of the two extremes, and they both, in a sense, fall short of what a really good time travel movie is about, in that the Peggy Sue Got Married is kind of simple, kind of straightforward, it has good heart, it has good characters, but it's just a, you know, will they marry the guy or one night? Like, that's all there is to it, you know, which... Is like you said earlier. Is is uh, is it's a wonderful life a time travel movie? Well, not really. You know. Um, then on the other stream, here is this movie, the the primer movie that is all in and out, meeting this this alternate character and that alternate character. Which, if you're a big time travel buff, that's really fun. But but uh, it gets so zany and wacky that you lose the heart, that you lose the character. And then, so what, what makes a good time travel movie, which I think is the big question that, that you're asking for, well, the Back to the Future movies, the reason why they resonate is because Marty McFly is every man. That you are along for the ride, that you resonate with who he is, that you're kind of, he's scratching his head the same way you're scratching your head. He's kind of brought into this world um, in that same sense. And, and, and I want to bring up two movies that are phenomenal time travel movies, but I want to talk very minimally about them because, because I could get too spoilery about it. Uh, ironically, they both have Bruce, Bruce Willis in them. Uh, and that's, uh, Bruce, that's, uh, 12 monkeys and Looper. Uh, and I think those are both excellent movies because of character, because at the heart you are brought alongside of here is this everyman, here is this, you know, like Deep Space Nine, Chief O'Brien, right? He is the everyman that, that you're brought alongside them through all the ins and outs and ups and downs of, you know, the past, the future. All that is fun, but at its core, you've got to, you've got to care about this character. You've got to believe their motivations and, and the, that's what's going to resonate and make a good time travel movie. Just as a reminder, you can connect with Jessica Jones via email at thatfatauthor at gmail.com, by searching for That Fat Author on Twitter, or by visiting thatfatauthor.tumblr.com. We'll be back with more from this edition of That Fat Author right after this.
what would you recommend are the most important qualities that a time travel story should have? That's a good question. And I think really at the heart of any good time travel story is the question of what if? What if things have been different? What if what if I had dated this person or not dated this person instead of that person? What if I had gone to that school and not this school? What if, what if, what if? That, that is what is so intriguing, and that's what's so universal about a time travel story. What makes it exciting is the, the adventure and the paradox and the moving forward and moving backwards and meeting your former selves. But, but the question of what if I had done this differently is it worth it for, for me if I could go back and change things? That is the key to a really good time travel story. And like I mentioned before, it's really about the characters. And uh, and, and like I said, I've, I've been listening to the podcast so far. I've really enjoyed it. The key is these four characters that Jess is exploring do we connect with them? Do we care about them? Do we believe their motives? Do we understand why they're making the decisions they're making? Do we, do we understand why they're saying, yes, I want to travel through time, or no, I don't want to travel through time? That is what's going to really resonate, and that's what's really going to make a good time travel story. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Doc. It's been a pleasure, Corey. Again, that was Dr. David Chapman, and we appreciate him taking time out of his holiday weekend to talk with us. As always, we like to wrap up the show by checking in with Jessica and finding out what she has on tap for this week. Uh, Because I didn't get to work much on my book this week, I am definitely, or last week, I'm definitely looking forward to it this week. Again, uh, just to recap, I'm going to be working on Tim's and Corey and Josh's time when they've gone back to high school. So I think that'll be really fun to write this week. As always, you can connect with Jessica Jones at thatfatauthor.tumblr.com or through her various other social medias and emails. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Corey Munson. And I'm Jessica Jones. Keep writing and we'll see you next time. You can connect with Jessica Jones at any time via Twitter at thatfatauthor or over email by emailing thatfatauthor at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with more from That Fat Author. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye.